Welcome back, everyone. I am really, really enjoying this series. And today I'm so glad to share a message with you that I had the honor of preaching at First Baptist Church in North Oxford a few weeks ago. First, let me tell you a quick story. My daughter, Natalie had a pet tree frog, which she named Hoppy. She was probably seven or eight years old, and she fell in love with this tree frog. Her routine was to say goodnight to it after misting its terrarium with water. Then in the morning, she would mist the tank again, turn on its heat lamp, and promptly feed it a cricket. One night, as I was getting ready to turn off its light, I watched it slowly die. My heart sank. I covered up the tank with a towel and decided to let Natalie know what happened before she went downstairs in the morning and discovered it for herself. I knew she was going to be devastated. Every part of me went to that place that most mothers do when we want to prevent our children from feeling the pain of life. Quick, go get her a new tree frog. Offer to get her anything she wants after she finds out so she'll be happy again. But I didn't. I was tempted, but I knew that an important part of raising children is teaching them that it is okay to grieve, that it is okay to experience pain, even though the world says to quickly cover it all up. As I thought when I told Natalie about the demise of her tree frog, she was so upset, crying, sobbing, overwhelmed with pain. I let her take her time. Three days later, she decided she was ready. She uncovered the tank, placed her pet into a box, and we walked out into the woods to bury it next to a tree she had planted months before. Natalie learned a wonderful lesson those few days. Pain is sometimes a part of life. I'm telling you today that pain is still a part of life, and sometimes we cannot avoid it, and at times we need to lean into it because there is a purpose in the pain, in the trials, in the tests of life, and in sacrifice. In Genesis chapter 22, we start in verse 1. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. In verse 3, early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. He got up and went. He just went. There's nothing in between there. I'm trying to imagine Abraham the night before, right after he heard God say to him, Hey, I'm asking you to sacrifice what you love the most. Was he upset? Scared? Did he rage or cry or struggle to obey? Perhaps. But he got up the next morning and he went. We continue in verse 4. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you we will come back to you. I wonder if Abraham somehow knew, if he had enough faith in that moment that he knew that God would send them both back to the servants and the donkey. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and he placed it on his son Isaac and he carried himself the fire 
and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke and said to his father Abraham, Father? Yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Isaac is like, hey, Dad, we trekked up here. We're ready to go. So what's going on? Now listen to Abraham's response in verse 8. Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. Hold on to that. And then continue with me in verse 9. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar. Wow, was Isaac not fighting him by now? Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Abraham gets Isaac tied up. I wonder what Isaac is thinking at this moment. It's written so matter of fact in the Bible, but I picture weeping from both father and son. The son wondering why his father is doing this. Abraham quaking in fear, trembling, his hands absolutely shaking as he lifts his knife to do the unthinkable. He's obedient. But sometimes we're obedient and we experience the human emotion that comes with the obedience. In verse 11, But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. His response is so simple. Here I am. It's not, oh no, it's you again. What could you possibly want now? It's just simply, here I am. In scripture, do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up, and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. Imagine the relief, tears of gratitude. Abraham was willing to sacrifice everything to the Lord. He might have been confused. Thank you, Lord, but uh, what was that about? Why would God ask us to sacrifice what means the most to us and what is our response? My title begins with, ouch. Why does it hurt? Because sacrifice hurts. It simply isn't a sacrifice if we're asked to give up something we don't care about. And our human response is to hold on to something or someone we love as tight as we can for as long as we can. A person or relationship, a job we enjoy, a home we have settled into. We don't want to let go of what we love and what makes us comfortable. And why would God ask us to let go of something like that? I don't have the answer for every specific situation, but I can tell you that sometimes for me, it's to show him that he matters most, that he is my first and my only. Scripture presses into this in Deuteronomy, Matthew, Mark, Luke, the Bible tells us to love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. That means that he is not the first, he is everything. 
and that we will give up, sacrifice, and surrender anything he asks because he is what matters. For me, my inclination is to run. I'm more like Jonah. Lord, I know you want me to go to Nineveh, but I'm going to take a bit of a detour and head in the opposite direction. Thank you very much. Nineveh requires sacrifice, uncomfortable things. So I'm just going to go buy another tree frog. I'm going to put a band-aid on it. I'm going to do whatever it takes to avoid the uncomfortable things. But my title doesn't end with ouch. It's ouch coping with life's unavoidable owies. So why is it unavoidable? Because God keeps coming after us. He sends a storm, a giant fish, a prison cell, an illness, whatever it takes to get our attention. His love is relentless and he pursues us until we are where he knows we need to be. And he knows what we need to give up in order to get to where we need to be. I once heard a statement, disobedience is the heaviest burden you do not ever have to carry. I'll say it again. Disobedience is the heaviest burden you do not ever have to carry. Can you imagine a heavier burden than giving up your only child? But here's Abraham taking his son and laying him down, tying him up, enduring the cries and pleas of his son and his own heart, but willing to obey because he has placed obedience to the Lord above his own pain and above his son, who he loved so very much. Disobedience has been a heavy burden of mine. I'm greedy and selfish and full of pride at my worst. As often as God comes after me, it's easy for me to keep trying to run. Why wouldn't we sacrifice for God when he sacrificed so much for us? The crucifixion of his only son, Jesus, mimics what he had asked Abraham to do. Jesus was beaten and tortured and killed for us. Only he told Abraham, no, don't touch that boy. God did what he did not ask Abraham to complete. What he rescued Abraham from. What he rescued Isaac from. And he sacrificed his son so that we would be released from the burden we carry when we have disobeyed. The covenant is new, but the ask is the same. Put God above all else. And when we fall short, we are covered by the blood of Jesus. It should have been me. It should have been me on that cross. In verse 8 of Genesis 22, it says, God himself will provide the lamb, his only son, who he loved so much, to die in our place. It should have been me on that cross. But once again, Jesus did what he did not ask of us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, there are no words to describe the gratitude we have for your sacrifice. Give us willing hearts beyond simple obedience, hearts that are wrecked for you and ready to obey no matter the cost. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Thank you for joining me today. Next week, we continue our series with shame. When people discover who they think you really are. God bless.